Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What? (laughs) (laughs) Brought Brought to you by the Knack Hardware and Lounge. (laughs) <laughs> and now, from the mayor's office, keep all that too. Of the Be serious now. He says, "What are we mad at today?" It's Garage Logic, the rookie in production, Chris Reeves, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner. And keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushire. Returning to the story that's not a story. GL, my name is Aaron Clark, and I've been a listener since I was a little kid. I grew up on a dairy farm in Midwest Minnesota, and my dad got me listening to the show every night between 3 and 5 before we started milking cows. I caught the last couple of episodes on Podcast One, and I have to say I really miss the show on my hometown station. I tend to have conservative views, but like all of you, my views consist mostly of common sense. My take on the Catholic schoolboy who was face-to-face with the Native American beating the drum. One, if it were a black kid with no hat on, there would be zero media involvement on this entire ordeal, and we would have never heard anything about it. Two, probably the bigger one, this is uh, a tiny little cult cutout picture of what actually was going on. Here is the biased media taking it, taking its part as its finest. What they show you in a tiny little cutout picture of what was actually going on, uh, they, what they show you was a white Catholic Republican high school kid wearing a MAGA hat face-to-face with an angry indigenous man beating a drum. What's actually happening and what they're ignoring is the black Islamics making racial slurs towards the Catholic school kid's trip. This is an exact representation of leftist media at its finest. I'm 21 years old. I'm a welder in Wilmer, Minnesota. I'm enlisted in the Minnesota National Guard. I consider myself to be farther ahead of most people my age because I have a very good concept of where money comes from, and I have a great work ethic. So if you ever want a young, blue-collar worker's opinion on how I see people my age figuring out the ways of the world, free free to e- free, free to email me, and I'll give you my two cents worth. Thanks again. Keep up the good work, Aaron. We need more millennials That's why I read that. like him. That's why was, there anything, was there anything uncharitable or, un, or uncivil about that? No, that was All right, fine. let's continue. Awesome. Uh, the MAGA hats and many emails uh, along these lines. Joe and crew just listening. Uh, I saw the kids wearing those hats on the news, and all I could think is that they probably 
probably bought the hats in D.C. My family was there last August, and street vendors all over the city are selling those hats. These kids look like they just bought those hats and were wearing them as a laugh. This has been one man's opinion. Chris. All right. Another one about, uh, I bet they bought them at a souvenir stand. All right. Uh, Greg writes, I was listening to yesterday's podcast and the conversation regarding the Covington student Nick Sandman and the expression on his face with Nathan Phillips, the Native American protester, playing the drum in front of him. The question I have is what expression should he have made at that moment? I have included the image found online. Take a look at the photo and imagine if he had kept a straight face. Wouldn't that be just as easily be interpreted as confrontational? If he made an angry expression, the outrage would have likely been greater. Had he worn a broad smile, he most certainly would have been accused of mocking the protester. Nick Sandman said he tried to make a non-threatening face by smiling kindly. He really had very few options at that moment regarding his expression and how it could be perceived. If he were to look afraid or look away or down at his feet, how might that be interpreted. I agree with you that this student was in a no-win situation based on the fact that he was a white male from a Catholic school wearing a MAGA hat. All the things the left is demonized. Hindsight being twenty twenty, the only thing that might have kept him out of the news and being judged on social media as to have stepped aside. All right. So, okay. Dia writes, my kids told me about this social media uproar yesterday and I turned with interest to your podcast. My son is a sophomore in college and a 2017 grad of St. Thomas Academy. His reaction was immediate and interesting. He said everything about the incident seemed completely familiar to him. I think of STA as a student body that wouldn't be wearing MAGA hats, but he said there absolutely was an element in the student body that would. He thought the kids were high school boys, tired and excited from an eventful day, not used to being taunted by black Israelites. Not, I'm never going to get that word right, am I? Israelites. Israelites. Not used to encountering Native American activists chanting and drumming. The look on the kid's face, which has been called a smirk or a smile, uh, to him and to me looked like extreme discomfort, bordering on fear, mixed with the masculine bravado, which is fostered on all boys in a high school environment. Yeah. He is not mature enough or experienced enough to know what to do, to know how to handle this escalating situation with grace and humility and humor. I disagree with her. I thought that's exactly what he did. So he freezes, keeping his face in a smile, not wanting to show fear, but knowing... Uh, but not knowing what to show and definitely not wanting to provoke this fellow and not wanting to get in trouble with the chaperones. I wonder where the chaperones were. There needed to be a big, scary social studies teacher and football coach right there in the midst of the situation (laughs) telling the boys to knock it off and get out of there and shaking the hand of the activist and thanking him for his service. My son also pointed out that he would have had a pretty hard time hearing what the Israelites were shouting at him, although if it was Wyzetta fans doing it, he would just laugh. Thank you, Dia Boyle. Yeah, that's the best letter so far, and that kid is a smart kid. Longer video casts light on new clash between teens and Native Americans. Got to stop right there. There was no clash. But this is the life Mm -hmm. that that the non-story has taken on. It's a clash. It's a controversy. It's an incident. It's a confrontation. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. And this is what we face as Americans now. We face a traditional news-gathering institution reacting to and responding to social media firestorms. And unless the traditional news-gathering media gets more full of garage logicians in their employee, we are doomed to struggle and take four days to discover the truth about something. This is the second day we spent talking about something that I am now convinced was not a story. 
Should we no have, story. Should we have talked about it yesterday? We did. I know, but did we do the right thing? Are we? How could it oh, have been avoided? Yes. Are we doing the same thing we're accusing others of doing? And that was my question last hour to you, is the news-gathering institutions almost are required to cover a non-story, but but th- this particular case. I guess I would call what we're doing pushing back. It's interesting because uh, you, you brought this up yesterday as we filed in here one by one, mm-hmm. and I think I was the first in. We all asked you the mm-hmm. same question, mm-hmm. and it was all about this story. Right. We so, have because uh, so I, I, I regard I regard I regard our role in this case as pushing back. They, the the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, they can't get away with this. They're lying. Nathan Phillips is lying. Yeah, you saved well, face for the program yesterday because you did the due diligence, and the rest of us ate lunch. Well, no, yeah. I, yeah, well, no, 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 no. The rest accurate. of us were aware of the story, right? And we knew what was happening, but we didn't do the due diligence and go deep, deep, deep like you did. Okay, here. So Chris, we, all of our opinions were swayed by what we had seen on Twitter and social. But that's the obligation now every rational and reasonable American faces. When they're confronted with these social media-driven firestorms, how are traditional, uh, responsible, rational Americans going to respond I'm I'm living in a home where they responded poorly. They responded as though that kid's the devil and he should have been put away for the audacity he had to confront a Native American elder. Have, have B they, as in B, S as in S. Have they since retracted? One kid is backing off a little. Hmm. But when are we going to see the reports that come out, as you just cited, uh, the incident, the confrontation? When when are those going to disappear? Because yeah, yeah. when are these news? Fact yes. the fact remains there was like you said there wasn't, but they're still reporting them as the it, headlines. It, well, uh, to, I can I can play out the rest of the week for you. The the, uh, the traditional news gathering institutions will will soon enough completely ignore this. They'll back off. That is their way of saying so we're wrong. You don't think anybody is going to come clean and say. No. We no. really screwed this up. No, I do not. No, no, let's no. just move on. Wow. No. Different stories. But wow. I'm going to answer your question you just asked. What uh, Are we playing into the trap by talking about it? Who have I said, uh, who have I mentioned that I'm not giving any attention to? And uh, she's in the news every the, day. The, the new one. Cortez. Oh, oh yeah. Ocasio oh, Cortez. Yeah. She, gets, <laughs> she gets whatever public attention she wants. I'm not mentioning her. She was on one of the late night shows last night saying outrageous things. Why are, why are even so-called conservative outlets playing into her hands? She's one of 435. Leave, don't ignore her. Ignore her mm-hmm. socialist and Marxist tendencies. She's a nobody. Right. She was on with Anderson Cooper and promoting 70% I'm not going to bring tax. her up. Why give her the publicity? But put yourself back to you. You said it's, it's your responsibility, and I'm not saying I'm not indicting the five of us. Put yourself in the spot of the guy that works an eight to ten hour day. Yeah, that has a couple of kids that doesn't have the time to go and sift through four hours worth of information that relies upon the likes of the, either this show, late night news, what have you. He or she. They don't have, first of all, they probably don't have the patience or the time or the energy to go through all of that extensive research. 
Well, I guess that's why we exist. I, I have no other explanation. All right. So we can afford to ignore her. Can major news gathering um, institutions afford to? Apparently ignore her? not. She's telegenic. She's, but her uh, her uh, um, her thoughts and her are theories stupid. that are stupid. Seventy percent tax. That's how she's going to pay for everything. But she. Uh, that's but the reason you ignore her is she can't bring that about. She's one of four hundred and thirty-five House nothing, members. Nothing will pass. Why are you? Exactly. Why are you paying attention right, to this crackpot? You're wasting a lot. Well, because of time. she's dropping bombs. You know, f bombs literally. Well, yeah. <laughs> last night. But she, no. But you know what I mean by yeah. dropping bombs. You yeah. know, it's yeah. yeah. So I, I hold I hold fast to that. I'm not mentioning her unless she commits some horrible crime or something. Wasn't it? Was it Dole that said something about her recently? He responded. Uh, I'm going to have to. I'll dig into that. He had something funny to say about her in the last week or so. <sighs> what else do I have? Well, she is a media darling, though, and yes, she does get. All of the attention for things that will not be implemented at, at all. Any well, great ideas. Better hope not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's not even pushback. That's just because they won't work just out of. This is from the Washington Times, which is the so called alternative paper in Washington, D.C., to the Washington Post. Native American activist Nathan Phillips faces questions about reports that he's a veteran of the Vietnam War. I already gave you the Wikipedia page. Let's just go to a live newspaper account. Okay. Uh, according to uh, multiple news accounts, the activist is 64 years old, which means he would have been 18 years old in 1973, the last year any U.S. combat units were stationed in Vietnam. Mr. Phillips also claims to be a Marine veteran, although the last Marine combat units left Vietnam in 1971. A careful reading of Mr. Phillips' own description does not make clear if he ever set foot in Vietnam. Instead, he has used much more careful language, claiming he is a Vietnam Times veteran, an ambiguous phrasing that led many media accounts to conclude he was a combat veteran. Mr. Phillips could not be reached for comment Monday. Nick Sandman, who was in Washington, D.C. over the weekend as part of the March for Life, uh, is the student caught on video wearing a MAGA hat and facing Mr. Phillips. The encounter was virally fla- framed as Nick confronting Mr. Phillips, although video from multiple sources and angles shows that it was Mr. Phillips who indicated, oh, I'm sorry, who initiated the contact and bewildered Nick. And uh, all readings suggest that uh, Nathan Phillips uh uh, thank you for your service, sir, uh, uh, has spent his post-Marine uh, life as a professional activist. Mm. He's a professional activist. So, will... That took four days to come out. Will President Trump invite these boys to the White House? Uh, or at least Sandman? And, and and if he does, would they... He's already rushed to their defense. Much is because of the mega hats. Right, he's been tweeting. <laughs> he has been tweeting about it. I, I think that or should it just I go don't think away? It should, I don't think it should come to that. Go away. Just let it, let it, go let away. it be gone. Go away. It's a, it's a story that was not a story, and that's, the, that's what we face in modern American culture. This is what we, we've been facing and will continue to face. Uh, it's a dreadful, dreadful situation that has all of us in a bind. All of us in a bind. Uh, Tucker Carlson had great comments on uh, the behavior of the media. He chastised them mightily. Uh, some of the uh, media responses uh, 
Some of the celebrity responses have been outrageous. Why? Because the kids fit every marker on the template. Every marker on the template. Which goes- it was a story that shouldn't have happened. It was a non. There was no story. There was no story there. Which goes back to what I've been saying for months now. If you voted for or you support Trump, you are an evil human being. That's you're right. not even America, and you're not worthy of clean air and water. That's right. They well, wish death upon them. <laughs> My God. Maggie Haberman of the New York Times suggested the boys needed to be expelled from school. Anna Navarro of CNN called the boys racist and asswipes and then went after their teachers and their parents. Wow. Others called for violence against them. CNN legal Anna's Bakari Sellers suggested one of the boys should be punched in the face. Wow. Former CNN contributor Riza Aslan agreed. Aslan asked on Twitter, have you ever seen a more punchable face than this kid's? Longtime CNN contributor Kathy Griffin seemed to encourage oh. a mob to rise up and hurt boys, tweeting, name these kids. I want names. Shame them. If you think this... Uh, if you think these uh, wouldn't dox you in a heartbeat, think again. She repeated her, re, she repeated her demand again later. Names, please, and stories from people who can identify them and vouch for their identity. No, Hollywood she, film producer oh. Jack Morrissey tweeted that he wanted the boys killed. Wow. MAGA kids go screaming hats first into the wood chipper. Oh my! He paired God. that with a graphic photo. Actor Patton Oswalt linked to personal information about one of the boys in case anyone wanted to get started on that project. No kidding. That's what you're facing in America today. Well, anybody in that list of people you just read who calls themselves a journalist should probably... Well, those were, those were just a lineup of the so-called uh, but celebrities. You did mention a few that are contributing to CNN. Right. They need to be fired. And Kathy Griffin and uh, Patton Oswalt, they just need to be ignored. And because they're in the club, the media will acknowledge them. Who was our gal that we uh, brought up last week? Uh, the CNN contributor... Ariva Martin. Ariva Martin, I'm gonna see recipient if... of the second groiny kick of the year. Oh, I'm going to see if she has something to say about the, uh, about the Covington kids. All right, you do that. Uh, I'm just looking at some more material that I have here. Uh, Doesn't anybody on the left look at these outrageous statements and go, uh, hey, folks. Dial it back. No, because the left no Wait longer means second. what it once did. The, the, you know, the Democratic Party is not the Democratic yeah, it's Party. It's not my grandpa's farther grandma's Democratic farmer, Party. Yeah. DFL. No. No. And then the DFL would say, well, you, the Republicans are not what they used to be either. <laughs> well. So we're, we're, in a, we're in a difficult place in American culture, which is why I've spent two days talking about this, which wasn't a story. A non-story has been elevated into the most principal, uh, significant national story of the last three or four days. And I predict it will now go away as the, as the traditional news-gathering institutions. Here's Dutch calling again. <laughs> Why don't we you want to take a break? Yeah. Yeah, yeah my renter's calling yeah. in, too. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, too. My, we might stock, be back. My stock. Hit a button, Beavis. You learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Postman. Here's John Height. No, it's me. No, it's you. It's not me. It's me, not John Height. Dear God. Uh, Stephen writes, Joe, longtime listener for longer than I can remember with a suggestion for the 2019 theme. There has long since been a deep connection between beer, the town of Garage Logic, and its people. This is reflected by the inaugural remote podcast having taken place at a brewery. 
Summit. Thus, I believe a theme that relates to beer would be fitting. Several times during the Christmas season, the story comes up regarding the boy who, during a nativity play, said uh, to Mary and Joseph, no room at the inn, but how about a beer? <laughs> he didn't say this because beer would serve a, partic- a similar purpose as a room at the inn and thus satisfy their needs. He didn't say this because he had known that Joseph enjoyed a smooth, uh, frosty pint on his favorite hazy IPA. No, he said this because he had learned that in trying times, Sometimes something as simple as enjoying a cold brewski can make all the difference in the world. I've started to hear the term post-truth era to describe the period of time they were living through. You know better than most how true that is, and, and in a world where facts and opinions are often confused, sometimes one can only sit back and remind oneself or say unto others, how about a beer? For whether it's the Mysterians trying to destroy the country or those knuckleheads in the studio interrupting you to talk about food and the latest joke, what problems can't be solved with the help of beer? Keep up the great work, Mr. Mayor Stephen Planton. Uh, that's not a bad th- a theme. How about a beer? How about a, How about beer? a beer? How about a beer? Hey. How about a beer? I'm like done talking about the, the Covington situation. How about a beer? How about a beer? Oh. How about a beer? I have, others, really that good, I have others that I wish to read. Uh, uh, Barry uh, Shockle has a great ray of hope. Rookie, maybe you can find the ray of hope yes. button. There is still class in the entertainment industry, but it might be restricted to some older folks. Superstar musician Gladys Knight responded to the backlash she received after accepting an invitation to sing the national anthem at Super Bowl L111. And her resp- what is that? 53, 53 were coming on? Yes. And her response was 100% class. <laughs> I understand that Kaepernick is protesting two things, and they are police violence and injustice, Knight began. It is unfortunate that our national anthem has been dragged into this debate when the distinctive senses of the national anthem and fighting for justice should each stand alone. I am here today and on Sunday, Feb 3, to give the anthem back its voice to stand for that historic choice of words, the way it unites us when we hear it and to feel and to free it from the same prejudices and struggles I have fought long and hard for all my life, from walking back hallways, from marching with our social leaders, from using my voice for good, Knight continued. I've been in the forefront of this battle longer than most of those voicing their opinions to win this right to sing our country's anthem on a stage as large as Super Bowl 53. No matter who chooses to deflect with this narrative and continue to mix these two in the same message, it is not so and cannot be made so by anyone speaking it. I pray that this national anthem will bring us all together in a way never before witnessed and we can move forward and untangle these truths, which mean so much to all of us, her statement concluded. That is a ray of hope. Here's today's ray of hope. Thank you, Gladys Knight, formerly of The Pips. The Pips. Maybe she still is, John. <laughs> I think they do still perform. I don't know if the pips are the originals, but she's Freak- pretty much speaking with authority, though, saying she's uh, been around longer right. than most of the protests. Right. Uh, frequent contributor Downing notes: You need more fact checkers at the Pioneer Press. Uh-oh. Last week's eat section included this caption: The salad bar at Elevate Food Hall in downtown Minneapolis goes on for miles, and emphasizes local farm fresh ingredients. I doubt that that salad bar is really miles long. Right. Yeah. If we're going to fact check Trump's burgers, we better fact check the Pioneer Press's oh. salad bar, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait a, food based. Wait a second. That's food-based. Speaking of that, there's something in the uh, Star Tribune today. 
Uh, Trump, two years after becoming president, has made 8,158 false or misleading claims, according to Fact Checkers database that analyzes, categorizes, and tracks every suspect statement uttered by Trump. Mm-hmm. My right. question is... Is this the first time we've done this? What did? What about Obama? What about Clinton? Oh. What about our friend uh, President oh, Bush? Yeah. What no. about his dad? Not to this extent. George For- uh, G- uh, Gerald Ford. Uh, Let's put Reagan. it this way: If Obama said we had hamburgers stacked a mile high, that wouldn't have made the news. It did make the news when Trump's feeding Clemson said we got burgers stacked oh. a mile and high. They actually checked that and said that can't be possible. Home really? run, really, <laughs> by Sushere, <laughs> really? right there, really. Here we go. Uh, yesterday we talked about uh, Pacific Gas and Electric's role in the creation of uh, horrible and damaging fires in California. Yes. And, the, and uh, the contention by the judge that the wires are not insulated. Thus, when they touch each other, they create sparks. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Alan uh, writes as though he knows what he's talking about. I am a salesman in the utility electrical industry, specifically for high voltage, 69,000 volts and up. None of the electrical wiring running through the USA connected to a tower or a pole or a lattice structure is insulated. This includes the overhead wires for electricity, which provide power in residential neighborhoods. Insulation would serve no purpose. Further, attempting to insulate electrical cable for transmission lines would add so much weight and cost as to be prohibitive. The distance between the cables is what keeps the wires from shorting out to something else. It is true in a few areas of the USA, high-voltage cables run underground. High voltage, in this case, is 69,000 volts and above. Those, of course, are insulated. Uh, Burying high-voltage cable is very expensive. There are many more instances of cable running underground at 34 kV and below, but the industry does not consider this high voltage and is used for distributing electricity over relatively short distances. The real problem with Pacific Gas and Electric wiring infrastructure is age. As the infrastructure ages, it is more prone to failure. Towers fall down from high winds. Connectors may separate or become corroded and overheat. Insulators may crack or break. Good luck. Alan Fram, charter member of the Royal Order of the 21sters and contributor to the Reavers Scan Fund. (laughs) I have a question for him, and I hope he can respond by tomorrow. How come some power poles are vibrating and buzzing? I'm struggling through the woods last month, and I'm yeah. following a break in the woods where there's a power line, and I'm hearing. Zzz, I've heard that. Zzz. So I get up next to a telephone or the uh, power pole. It's wood. I put my hand up against oh, it. Oh, smart! The good, thing is vibrating. Good test, right? It's Rock, vibrating. Wood does not conduct electricity. Oh, but he was all right. So uh, you, if it's I turned around and gave myself a little power pole massage. <laughs> <Damn. Yeah. laughs> Oh. Fun being out there you don't think, you, don't think you have go. a rural podcast in there? Right, right. That's 20 minutes right there. Watch this, folks. <laughs> this stuff is private, I told him. I'm not sharing my private life. <laughs> I'm just picturing him now in his flannel shirt with his belly jiggling against the... That'd be oh, so Lord. funny. Let's come back with a John Hyde newscast. John Height, 
Thank you, Joel. Uh, Mr. Reavers has his hand in the air again. This is so spectacular. So, uh, Kathy Griffin, who we mentioned, the Griffith, excuse me, who we mentioned the previous segment on Twitter, she says via Twitter, Covington's finest throwing up the new Nazi sign. It's the Covington basketball team signifying a three-pointer. Oh, God. (laughs) Really? Please don't ever mention her on this show again. Ever. I just retweeted and said, Kathy, 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 you can't be this stupid. Yeah, yeah, she can be. (laughs) Yes, she can. She's just a foul, she's foul criminally creature. vile. Yeah, I mean, she's this just is bad. Vile. Well, remember all the heat she got about the severed head? Yeah, a couple true. of months ago, and then she apologized because her career was going into the tank. Well, she didn't have much of a career. Oh, this is so great. <laughs> In news today, uh, this now I believe this is new information. Uh, it's being reported as new information. I don't think we knew this. It's a part of the Jamie Kloss story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man accused of keeping Jamie Kloss locked up in his house for three months held that family gathering uh, that they talked about for Christmas yeah. in the actual same home oh, in which he was keeping Jamie Kloss in prison. Oh. He was there. Uh, originally, it had been reported he just went to a family gathering. That's what I thought. But the family gathering apparently was at the house that he was holding her in. 21-year-old Jake Patterson hosted the gathering, which was attended by his father and sister at the home in Gordon, Wisconsin, sources told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. While Patterson and family and friends partied upstairs, the 13-year-old Kloss was forced to hide under a twin bed, the report stated. Uh, No indication that family members knew Kloss was being imprisoned in the home. A law enforcement source told the Sentinel that Patterson told the teen he would kill her if she made any noise. Patterson forced the teen to hide under the bed if people visited the home and played loud music to drown out any noise, according to a criminal complaint. On January 10th, of course, Kloss escaped from the man accused of holding her captive for nearly three months. He's been charged with kidnapping Kloss and fatally shooting her parents, 56-year-old James Kloss and 46-year-old Denise Kloss. Are news crews still camped out in uh, her area? Are we going to start leaving her alone here? I don't know to be truthful. We'll all kick in again with the trial. Yeah. yeah. Rookie, where, where are you going today? That's all right. Uh, I'm going to a, a, a musical. What? At the Orpheum. What? Uh, so who gave you free tickets to They've this taken uh, Hennepin County Theater Trust. Mm-hmm. They've taken uh, some of Gloria Estefan's music and put it together <laughs> in, a, uh, in a musical. So I'm oh very excited my. to go. Kind of like what they do with Carol King. Sure. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, it's, I'm looking forward to it. Will you get that off the screen, please? Yeah, I'm trying to find out. Uh, I was trying to find what? that Kathy Griffin photo. Oh, you don't need it. I don't. Uh, so Rook, I, yeah. I, I don't mind that. Rook. But I, the, the I, best part about it, you know where I'm going? Next right. door, Mackenzie's Pub for some scotch eggs. Uh, but is that before or after you stop and get yourself some feminine hygiene <laughs> products? No, I'm well stocked. I'm fully stocked, Kenny. Wow. Do I'm you have any say in what you do on a day-to-day basis? No. This is probably uh, his idea. This was your not, idea, wasn't it? Uh, well, I did ask her if she wanted to go. Yeah, see, it was wow. his idea. Told you. It's a night out, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Star Tribune reporting. Wow. Frustrations flared over. So you don't want to go, correct? Is that, I, I'm unavailable. I probably get you oh. in there. One, two, three, four. I like that song. One, okay, two, yeah. Three, right. Four. It's going to be fun. It'll be hopping. Okay, Hall and Oates, shut up. Star Tribune reporting frustrations flared over immigration policy and the month-long government shutdown at a testy town hall meeting that U.S. Representative Tom Emmer held at Ramsey Tuesday morning. 
Emmer told the dozens of attendees from across his district that over the next week, he would like to discuss broad immigration solutions, including the Deferred Action Program for immigrants brought to the country as children instead of just focusing on the wall at the southern border. He said, hopefully this is an issue that can be a much bigger fix, right? For the Deferred Action Kids, for our immigration system in general, hopefully that's where we're going to get with all three sides. It was a mix of Emmer's supporters and opponents in the audience. The majority of the attendees, though, vocally opposed President Trump and his plan for a border wall. Several booed and talked over Emmer continuously. Emmer represents the 6th Congressional District. Janine Smullen of Big Lake attended the town hall but said her husband, who's the chief inspector for the Federal Railroad Administration, could not. He's been working without pay, she said, during the shutdown. She said they've had to cut back, and that has broader impacts on the local economy in general. Several people thanked Emmer for holding the meeting, but afterwards some said he needs to convene more town halls and advertise them in a better way. It's called On Your Feet. The play? Yeah. Okay. Get on your yeah. feet. Yeah. Dun, I mean, dun, 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 hey, Gloria dun, dun, Estefan's dun. music has brought up a lot of people who performed at halftime at the That's Super right. Bowl here. Gloria Estefan. That's right. I have no problems with her music, Rook, really. Miami Sound Machine, uh, I always like Yes, so. thank you, John. Right. I appreciate that. I'm I, stunned. I, uh, I can't even come up with an insult. I'm no, because so you're jealous. Stunned. Right. Thank you. You're jealous. Jealous. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The White House is moving forward. What's wrong with going over to the Cardinal and having a bacon cheeseburger and a pitcher of beer and struggling home? That well, why can't you too. do anything normal? Uh, I think I did go to Fuddruckers this weekend. I think if I asked There's my still wife, Fuddruckers, yeah, down in Edina. Edina. I didn't know if that. I asked my wife to a How musical, yeah. I think she'd get a running kick to my crotch. You know I what? think she would do you'd damage. Get a groiny, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've tried to get, she would. I've tried to get this man that I'm sitting so close to to my right now during the podcast. To come, maybe to go see Les Mis, go see, uh, you know, a, a play that's out there. Maybe mm-hmm. Hamilton when it comes back. And I've seen a player too. He always, no, <laughs> he always turns. You know, well, come on, let's go. Hey, why don't you take and go uh, see a play there? Yeah, take and go and see I, a play. I've seen one already. This chat, this text just did from a uh, GLer. FYI, just returned from Menards Run both ways on Cleveland from University to Highland Parkway. Not one bicyclist either way. Where are they? All right. Where are they? Where are they? By the way, uh, the power of Chris Reavers on social media, Kathy Griffin has now deleted that tweet. Oh. There <laughs> oh, go. pretty good. Well, she was wow. getting destroyed for I'm it. Sure. Well, she's yeah. an idiot. She is an idiot. Why yeah, and, and that's it. That's the last time you'll ever bring her up. Well, Come I on. had to because of how stupid right, it was. I know, but right. this show yeah, is above fine. her. And same with Pat. Well, you brought her up. He did because you read that. But in in context, <laughs> uh, no. This rule well, this rule applies. What did I do? This rule applies to you too. Serge. All right. Thank wow. You. Uh, and if we're adding names, I would vote uh, Patton Oswald uh, also. Oh, no, he is a he is a he's a but he's so funny. He's a moron. You're right. He is. He, he, no, he's just dumb. But he's funny. But Was the KFC look ball of Avery Martin said anything. Yeah, I just I I had that at the ready if you wanted it. it she did issued she? yes, she did. She oh, issued no. a statement via Twitter. Uh, she said this was on January sixteenth. Yesterday, I appeared on a Sirius XM radio program hosted by David Webb. During the show, I made an erroneous statement about white privilege to Mr. Webb. I apologized then and sincerely apologize again. I take full responsibility for my comment. In no way did I intend... 
to offend him or disparage his accomplishments. Maybe we will mix it up again on topics we both love no, discussing. No, I meant did she have any comment on the Covington High School situation. I don't care oh, about the David Webb thing. That's old news. I don't right. see it. She is basically, all she does on social media is retweets a lot of other people. All right, very good. It's a, just a wonderful tool to, that we have. It's just fantastic. The White House is moving forward with plans for President Trump to deliver his State of the Union speech next week in front of a joint session of Congress, despite that letter from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi requesting that he delay it. White House sent an email to the House Sergeant-at-Arms on Tuesday asking to schedule a walkthrough for the speech in anticipation of a January 29th delivery. That's according to a White House official who spoke on condition of anonymity. Pelosi had sent a letter to the president last week suggesting either deliver it in writing or delay it until after the partial government shutdown is resolved, citing security concerns. Pelosi's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. A Wisconsin man used an axe to destroy many of his expensive personal items after he thought his wife damaged his action figures. He then, there are no other issues going on at that house. He went on a rampage. What a happy household. He Who then, touched my G.I. Joe? He then called... Then called Where's my hatchet? This is not how I left him. He then called 911 on himself after he realized he overreacted, according oh. to police. Thanks. Say that. The unidentified 34-year-old man made the call after 10 p.m. On Sunday, according to a blog post from the Madison Police Department, he allegedly admitting to, quote, drinking too much and then overreacting to his 46-year-old wife. John, did he hit on the uh, 911 <laughs> operator? <laughs> All, All I got. All I got. kind of cute. <laughs> you got a personal number. <laughs> What's he say at the end? Uh, Play that again. Don't lady. we have it? Yeah, yeah rookie's go. got it. Airborne lady. Oh, my God. This story, by the way, way too short. I need a lot more details than well, what they're giving he, up on he, this guy. He didn't only destroy that. He said after the suspect's wife left their home, he used an axe to destroy the TV, the TV stand, Jesus. laptop computer, and several other items in the house. He then went outside, smashed What the, else do I have? <laughs> smashed the family car, chopping off both side mirrors. <laughs> God almighty. And eventually hitting the windshield with such force that the axe became stuck in the windshield. Responding uh, officers. Tell me there were no children around. Uh, there's none mentioned in oh the story. Oh, my God in heaven. Responding officers discovered the axe embedded in the car's windshield, wow. took the suspect to jail without incident on domestic-related charges of disorderly conduct and felony damage to property. His uh, own property. Now, now that's, that's no kind of law. You should be able to uh, do that legally. It's unclear what kind of action figures they were, but police called them some of his most prized properties. Damages caused by the man's axe spree were estimated at about $5,000, according to police. She took my beer. Avon Police Department. Hello. Hi. You have an no. emergency? They, they told you to give it back to me. No, I told them I wasn't going to give it to you. It's a fight over a beer. My name's John Bansley. They just picked me up for public intact. Uh-huh. And they dropped me off at my ex-wife's house. Okay, mm-hmm. They gave her the beer and said, don't let them leave. And now she's got the beer and she says, I'm going to keep it. And all I got is that beer. That's the only thing I got to my name. You know what? It'll all work out. I'll be out of the city. I'll be out of the state in 
two shakes of one lamb style. Okay. I'm sorry for bothering you. That's okay. I'll have an officer come talk to you. We'll resolve it, okay, hon? No, nah, you don't need to have an officer come over. Okay. Well, I've got one in the area, so if you want to talk to him, he's right out there by your house. Where did she go? I don't hear her anymore. No, nah, she went into her room. She's probably talking to her new boyfriend. Wow, well, you got a so personal sad. phone number? You sound kind of pretty. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> Airborne, my way to airborne. <laughs> Take care, John. Hands down, the saddest call I've ever heard. Oh, but that, but Most heartbreaking sad. call I've ever heard. <laughs> but it's, you got a personal number? Yeah, okay, yeah, you switched over quick. That's, That's so, so sad. Oh, my God. She's probably talking to her new boy. I'm kidding. I'm going to weep. <laughs> alls. Alls I've got is that beer. Alls I've got. Update. Remember, we talked about this guy a few years ago. A Bangladeshi dubbed tree man because yes. of bark. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've had the tree man. Yeah, we've had him on the air, I think. Bark-like growths on his skin will need more aggressive surgery to remove them. Remember, uh, I think last time we talked about him, we thought they had fixed him, right? Yep. Yes. Had a surgery. Uh, he's had dozens of, dozens of attempts to cure the extremely rare genetic condition, but the last one failed. It's believed fewer than half a dozen people worldwide have what uh, is epidermomodysplasia. Verociformis, or tree man syndrome. It, they look like burls. Right. You've seen yeah. a burl on an oak? Yeah. It looks like he's covered with bark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's extremely aggressive, though, in the case of Abul Bahandar, who's already undergone 25 bouts of surgery to remove the greenish-gray gnarled protuberances from his skin. The former rickshaw puller, whose case has made headlines around the world, has not worked in years because the growths have left him unable to use his hands. More than once, doctors thought they had cured him, hailing the treatment as a milestone in medical history. But once again, the growths have returned. Most recently in May, the condition flared up on parts of his body previously spared, and he fled the Dhaka Medical College Hospital without notifying staff. He told the local... Uh, fellas, I've got a phone call oh. in right now. Yes. We just happen to have his phone number, so uh, stretch it out a little bit while I try to get a hold of this guy. Go okay. ahead, John. Oh, okay. Uh, the growths have sp- uh, sprouted even new parts of my feet and hands. Uh, once optimistic, doctors concede his case is more complicated than previously thought. They're considering treatment options. More tests have been ordered. An emergency panel of doctors convened, but Bandahar is almost certainly facing another round of invasive surgery. Head surgeon Samanta Lal Sen said his condition has deteriorated. I think more surgeries will be We've, required. We should probably should have tried doing phone calls off the air before the show started. I don't know <laughs> if this will even work. We we ran a call. Well, we had Patrick. We had on Patrick. The phone. Oh, so uh, this last work. Friday. So, so this is just your abandonment. Did you get a hold of him? I'm trying right now, but uh, the, the the number that uh, that you gave me isn't working. Oh, so I'm going to try it again. All right, Mr. Bandeman, are you there? No. He's not there. Again, I'm, I'm trying the number again. <laughs> I see. <Yeah. laughs> that reminds me of a Jesse Ventura story. Rook likes oh. to say, tell us all the time. <laughs> uh, Starbucks. Hold on, Johnny. Hold okay, on. got uh, him? I think Mr. I finally got him. Mr. Bandeman? Yes. Yes, how are you today? I'm good. I understand you're uh, running through a little tough spell here, sir. This, uh, oh, this was most unfortunate because... Uh, the last time we talked, uh, um, have a, a cure for me. Right. And this uh, unfortunate incident happened where we cannot, um, uh, these tree-like uh, things pop.
Go put it in my skin. I know. I, that's a terrible. I, we're, we're all rooting for you. Uh, sir, how does it happen? I mean, is it a slow growth, or do you just wake up one day and your you fingers branches. and hands are covered <laughs> with bark? This is correct. You wake up one day and uh, they appear out of nowhere. Do they hurt? Uh, they are. They do not hurt, but they, um, they do not feel good. Well, why don't you cut them off? Just no, take no, care. you cannot cut off it because he, uh, they will, you can't bleed or you hurt yourself. Uh, yeah. But every day when you wake up, it is like Christmas morning. You look over <laughs> your body to find if you have any new. Where is your, uh, what is your wife's name, sir? Ingabu. <laughs> and how is she handling this? Don't laugh at the guy. Well, this is, uh, this is um, a subject that is um, a soft subject. How do you say? Uh, gentle. A, d- well, a difficult subject. Yes, Does yes, it it's difficult inha- because... Um, to have, well, do you know if there's friskiness? There's what? If there's friskiness. Yeah, friskiness. yeah I was wondering about that. Does this enhance your relationship? <laughs> You'd almost think so. Or you? hinder it? <laughs> well, pretty much you pick your spots. I see. Uh, on your body, literally. Literally. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So this can happen, but, uh, you know, you work around it. The most difficult problem is when I go for walks. Right. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. No, most difficult problem is when you go for a walk. I know it's coming. The, 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 the dogs come by you. Oh, and no. And you are standing still. Oh, no. You, you have to shoo this dog away because you know what he does. He leave himself. What about birds? Uh, birds can, if you put your, if you're arguing with Ingabu. Yep. And you are, uh, you basically have lost the argument. Yeah. And you hold your arms up as if to say, this is when I give up this argument. Right. And you hold them there, you can have birds right on your hand. Right. They sit on your hand, and well, of course, they release themselves on your hand. You have to go wash your well, hand, and well. you got to go. Then you go back inside, and Ingabu is still mad at you. Yeah. You don't have a garage in India to go hide. No. Okay. Not like your garage program. So yeah. you bring up something that uh, I was trying to figure out a way to word it uh, sensitively. Uh, how do you, in fact, uh, when it's time to go to the bathroom, how does that work? Well, this is most delicate because... <laughs> Let me say, um, yeah. this goes everywhere. This uh, this bark goes yeah. everywhere. I and see. You uh, sometimes, you know, a stump isn't too bad, but um, it uh, you have to a lot of lotion. Yep. and patience. I see. Does the wife call you Stumpy? No, this is not un- the unfortunate nickname. She can. Uh, this is a is a cautious subject for me. Yeah, I bet. Well, best of luck to you. I'm I'm afraid you'll have to get future surgeries. I hope they I hope they take one of these days. Yes. So now you do this podcast. Yes. How did you dial the phone? Oh, never mind. Thank you. Use your imagination. <laughs> I will show you the joke. How does a one-handed yes. one-handed man that yes. has three bark syndrome yes. count as change? Right. Yes. Right. Thank yes. you, sir, and best of luck to you. Oh, this is good to speak with you, and I have success for you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you hold, please? Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you. Relatively yes. good okay, humor. Thank you. Considering his... Uh, yeah. 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 Sounded happy, even. John, one more. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go with... Uh, let's see. Oh, look at Now Dum Dum comes back. Hey, get in here. You just missed the best part of the program. I had a poop. Oh, it was wonderful. Oh, the guy too called much us. Information. He did not. Yeah, no, it was awesome. The real guy? Yeah. What, how does, what's he doing? He, uh, we, we've already been through it. Oh, so. I'm you late don't to have to I'm listen sorry. to the podcast. I will download the podcast as soon as we can.
Uh, Starbucks is expanding delivery service. Aims to offer it at nearly one quarter of the U.S. company-operated coffee shops. Company said it launched the service Tuesday in San Francisco, expand to some stores in New York, Boston, Washington, Chicago, and Los Angeles. It tested out the idea in 200 stores in Miami last fall, but not here. Not here, but eventually oh. they want to cover the entire U.S. Oh, so good. Is there a point? Good. He never did get to it, though. How does a one-headed tree bark man count as change? It's probably on YouTube somewhere. I bet. Got it. Uh, I am uh, not ashamed to say that Starbucks is my favorite uh, coffee company. I don't see I, a difference. I actually found I, uh, I you know I, because of health situations I can't drink a lot of coffee, so I like to drink decaf. Never been able to find a good one, but I have found a good Starbucks yeah. decaf that no, tastes like coffee. Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, what about Sanka? Is it the cafe, cafe Verona? That's it. Yeah. The Cafe Verona. Yeah. Oh, you are correct. Good stuff. Really what is that? If you're gonna drink decaf, just why don't you just have water? Well, Wait, because I home? want to taste coffee. Yeah, but it's terrible. You, you know what? Pipe are you ta- down. Yeah. Are you <laughs> just quiet? Are you talking down. about at home? Yes. yes. Vero- cafe Verona. Yeah. yeah. Made, made comes, by Starbucks. Comes okay. Starbucks thing. It's good decaf, which doesn't exist. You know what the best thing. kind of coffee is? Free coffee. Right here at work. Are we done here? I think so. Really? <laughs> We're done? You get any more recipes? I, I am. Oh, okay. at, uh, shutting it down here. All right, we'll shut her down, but uh, you can keep going. GarageLogic.com has got your home for all GarageLogic podcast features, etc. Comics, bookshelves, all sorts of great stuff. And please remember to uh, rate us on Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes, rate us. We like that feedback. Thanks. Tell your friends and neighbors. GarageLogic.com podcast version. You're one click away for more, bro. 